0: I want to take some time to talk about how this video came to be. I've actually been on a writing schedule so every couple of weeks um, I have content that I've written about a specific topic and then I turn that into a video and then I post it. And the last two weeks I've been working on um, tendency for men to become self-sacrificial and people-pleasing in order to somehow get validation to feed themselves uh, and make them feel like a substantial or useful or meaningful man. So yeah, it's a big it's a big topic and I've been writing about it, I've been working on it and what I realized is it's it's a, still a little too sticky for me. I really want to be clear when I'm working on these videos and sharing content. I don't want to make something just because I think I have to keep a schedule. I don't want to make something because it's supposed to sound good. And I don't want to talk about things that I'm not positive in my own experience about what I'm trying to, you know, give to you as a listener. Um, so I put that on hold <laughs> and I'm and I'm working on it as I do my own healing around that. Um, quite frankly, that's exactly what I've been doing is healing around that. Um, I'm I'm coming out of what feels like a slump emotionally, um, where and I haven't been able to say this in the past, but where life is um, fine. <laughs> it's like even great if you look at it from the outside there's like there's a schedule we keep as a family um we're consistent in in spending time together um you know we've got money um, our kids are playing sports that they enjoy we enjoy watching them we're watching good movies we're reading good books uh, for all intents intensive purposes like life looks great but i've been personally working through just this tightness, this intense internal battle that comes, you know, I don't know, once, once a month, twice a month for me, and if I'm not careful, can really take over my life. Um, and there are lessons that I continue to be reminded of as I go through these patches. Uh, I've learned them. I've forgotten them. I've learned them. I've forgotten them. And so as I, as I still work on this self-sacrificial, nice guy, people-pleasing, please validate me, part of myself, uh, and then continue to work on that video and eventually bring it to you, um, I've got some other lessons that I've learned this week that I want to just offered to you as either a reminder or maybe this is the first time something like this has come up and hopefully it's something you can engage with and look at your life to see where it has value, where it has merit and you know put down the rest. If it doesn't serve you, leave it be. Um, the first thing is the importance of stretching. <laughs> I Personally, I can get so constricted into whatever emotion I'm dealing with quicker than I can realize it's happening. And so when I have a routine of stretching, it's actually on a consistent basis, opening me back up so that I don't miss that closure. Um, the way I look at it personally, and I don't have other than the study I've done personally, I don't have the, the training or the data or even the scientific lingo to to really talk about this um, from that vein. But the way I see it personally is our body holds our memories. And, you know, as we grow up from childhood or through childhood, certain things happen to us and they don't pass through like water through a, a, a colander. Right Not it doesn't sift through, it gets stuck. And our body will, um, yeah, it'll hold our memory. So over time something happens, we can tighten back up and quite literally our muscles will take on. Um, and I think it's actually the fascia, which is this like sleeve around the muscular, musculature system will tighten up around our body and put us into this box of just shit that we've carried from the past beliefs about ourselves fears that we had um, moments where we had emotions and held them back or didn't process and process them times we didn't speak up and just shrinks us up into this little tight bundle we got to work through it we got to heal and it takes time in the meantime for those. For those memories that are stuck that we don't quite understand and we can't intellectually work on, we've got to be stretching those muscles out so that we don't get forced back into that box. Uh, and And it can be hard to remind ourselves of that when we're in this internal battle. It can be so hard to say, no, we just need to go stretch. It's like, no, the problem's over here, or the problem's over here. It's this person, or I'm just not good enough. And it's kind of crazy what a 15 to 20-minute full-body stretch session can do to the psyche. So that's number one. If you're feeling a bit out of sorts, um, roll the neck out. See, I can even feel tension I've gathered in the past two hours since I've stretched. Roll your shoulders out right the cat cow pose in yoga is an excellent one for me because I carry a lot of tension down this front line of my body in my neck and my shoulders and it's this constant flexion back and forth um, carry tension in my throat so sometimes I have to stretch by um, by like yawning or growling kind of like these I have to make noises with my throat to open it back up because of all the years that I've closed myself down from speaking Stretching my hips, I get real tight in my hips as well. So these are just, obviously, these are just parts of the body that you can stretch, but but it, it's meaningful. So I'll stop there with that. Uh, the second piece that has been coming through for me uh, again and again is w- there's never... There's never a moment or there's never a thing or an activity or a finish line that will finally get me to the point where I am forever sustained by pride, fulfillment, happiness, courage. in the same way that we can go to the gym for months on end and grow our capacity to lift weights, get stronger, if we stop going, our muscles are going to they're going to break down. We're going to get weaker. <clears throat> and well, the distinction I'm really trying to make here, yes, that is true. The distinction I'm really trying to make here is that I have constantly, I continue to look at something out in the distance and say, that's the thing that's going to give me the, um, the life that I want. Um, if, I, if I get this strong, if I lose this much weight, if I get this woman, if I get this much money, then I'll feel that sense of happiness and fulfillment and pride that I've been lacking for much of my life. And it really struck me uh, this morning when, when I was, <laughs> when I drug myself out of bed, I cried for five minutes um, with my family, like they noticed something was wrong and I wanted to go stuff my face and I decided to go to the gym. I was like, man, you've got to get out of here. You got to go, you got to lift, you got to stretch, you got to move your body, you got to do something, although it doesn't feel like it's worth it. And it struck me as I was leaving the gym, after I worked through all this stuff, I processed by crying. Um, I chose something that was better than the other option, the easier option, seemingly. And then I did the things that I knew would make me feel better. And I came out fresh, uh, with a fresher perspective of my life. And it struck that the only thing that's ever going to continually, sustainably, build me up and bring joy and pride and courage into my life is a decision every single morning it doesn't matter how many things i achieve it doesn't matter how much of my to-do list gets done there will likely always be some sort of friction whether it be life in general whether it be some sort of trauma from my past there's going to be some sort of friction asking me whispering in my ear to come join it in this like muck doesn't matter how much i grow every day i'm going to be faced with the decision to either encourage faith encourage strength encourage um, pride joy or to settle For what seems to be easy and that can be sometimes just like wallowing. Oftentimes there's this posture I take where um, things are going to forever be great when I get to that thing or if something happens, things are forever going to be terrible. And at the end of the day, it's a decision. Like I'm going to work through this. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to do my best now to move one step forward, so I can feel a little bit lighter in my heart and in my body, and you know, serve my purpose as a man or serve my family. So that's number two. I don't want to beat a dead horse there. And the third piece, uh, this one's still some somewhat hard for me to establish language with because. If I were to watch and listen to what I'm about to say, you know, six to 10 years ago, I would just be like, that's bullshit. I'm not dealing with that. That's whatever that, you know, pussy shit is. I'm not doing it. It's essentially the the um, impact of, I think, my Midwest upbringing would have on my ability to hear this. But the third thing to become a better man is to learn how to grieve to learn how to cry, to learn how to feel the pain of loss. And we, we, we are too quick to attribute this only to the type, to certain types of loss, like a death, a relationship, um, a, you know, a house fire, uh, just something catastrophic. But there are so many moments, I believe there are so many moments in our lives as men that we are experiencing loss, whether it be a failure, um, whether it be an expectation, you name it. and we're not processing it. we're just packing it in. This morning when I sat down, um, my wife you know asked me what was going on, and I started to express grief. I didn't know why I had it. I don't know where it was coming from, but it, it had this grip on me. And for days, I was stuck in it. I was quick to anger. Um, I was quick to impulse, to, to, to eat terrible food, to feel better, um, wanting to drink, although I don't drink much. Just, just not myself and not having um, not feeling like I had control of of what I wanted to do and what I needed to do in my life. And it just, it was a downward spiral. And this morning it finally broke through. I was able to cry, explain explain what I could, you know, as I'm sitting with my wife. And in that moment, something shifted and I was much lighter. And I was able to actually seem like, it seemed like I came back in the picture or some higher part of me came back into the picture, some wiser part of me, not this wounded uh, child that was kind of like taking its spot and saying like, I'm hurt and I'm angry and I'm gonna hold on to this, whether to punish myself or to show the world that I'm in pain. And we gotta to learn to bleed that off. We gotta to learn to bleed it off. Um, I I would I don't do this, but I would imagine I could cry every single day. It's definitely a weekly thing for me, if not several times a week, and I recognize it to be regular routine maintenance, just like changing the oil on my car. I'll go a little bit deeper just for a second, if you're if you recognize this to be true. Um, <clears throat> You've got to find a way to process it. And for a long time, I couldn't cry in front of my wife. Uh, I couldn't cry in front of my children. And I damn sure couldn't cry in public. Not that you need to be doing any of those, but there was a part of me, a mechanism within me that stopped it. I had to start by teasing it out of me. So I would literally have, when I realized this is something I needed to do on a regular basis, I then had to put myself literally in a dark room, um, with headphones on, with music that would provoke it. And then I had to sit there and, and kind of cycle through the Rolodex of, of things that were in my mind, in my consciousness with me at that time until the ones that provoked me could be expressed. So that's what I would encourage, is to find some time, 9, 10, 11, 12, when the house starts to um, slow down at night and you can be alone. Um, give yourself uh, 10 or 15 minutes, literally set a timer, and put put some headphones on and see what comes through. I think you'd be surprised. If you, if you are still listening and not really sold, I also want to say if there's any amount of anger that you're experiencing that you can't quite put your finger on, there's a good chance that underneath that is a layer of grief, or for me, and probably many men, several layers of grief. Um, Yeah, that's what I've got. That's what I've got this week. I'm constantly working on myself. I think we have to really take our healing seriously when we want to um, truly become a better man. We We can constantly layer paint veneer on top of of who you know our personality is and 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 try to establish medals and and pens that we can show that say we're a better man but to truly be a better man we've got to continue to work on ourselves in some of these ways i hope it's helpful guys until next time take care